Hi, here's Natalia, and you're listening to another episode of Upskill Me Podcast. And this one will be specifically for non-native speakers of English who need to develop fluency, who need to understand people faster during video conference calls, and especially conference calls where there is no video, who want to have smoother conversations with their English-speaking partners, colleagues, and bosses, people who present, sell, convince, persuade, and tell stories in the English language for business. I work a lot with individuals and corporate teams of non-native speakers, international corporate teams, and all of these people for whom English is a second language perform their daily tasks in English. All of these people speak quite good English, but their notion of good is not good enough for where they want to be, is not good enough for the ambitions that they have. And their ambition is maybe to create a company for sale, maybe to attract investors to their ideas and their businesses, maybe to win a, to close a million dollar deal, maybe to win a client that who lives in the English speaking country, it doesn't really matter, but they all want to achieve the level of fluency. And I love having conversations with people where we break down words that they think are simple, you know, simple words like what is discipline, what is a client, what is relationship, what is fluency. I get so many different answers to these questions and it turns out that if a person cannot really formulate what they mean and how they understand a certain word, they act exactly in accordance to the way they formulate. So if they cannot clearly formulate what is sales to them, they do a number of weird actions that do not lead to closing a deal or to selling something. They, if they define sales as aggressive persuasion or if, they, if in their head selling something means aggressively trying to make a decision for a person. This is exactly what they do. And they don't realize they do that until they sit down and formulate it. And I help them do that. And then they look at what they have written down at their definition of sales and they go like, oh my God, I haven't been noticing. I've been doing all these things the entire time. So breaking down ideas in, and writing them down in simple words is a very useful skill. Coming back to the word fluency, many people, many non-native speakers, cannot really define what fluency is for them. Some people think it's a level, but if we look at the academic um, definition uh, and the academic gradation of different levels of the English language, fluency is not really among them. Fluency is not a level. We have elementary, pre-intermediate, intermediate, upper intermediate, advanced, um, proficient. Once you have achieved the advanced level of English, you have high level of fluency. Then I ask myself, is there a low level of fluency? And then what is that exactly? So the answers that I get from people range from I think I'm going to read a few out for you. So fluency is when you speak fast. That's one answer. Or fluency is when you speak without thinking about what you're going to say and you speak fast. Fluency is when you speak without an accent and you speak fast. Fluency is when you know a lot of words and you speak fast. Fluency is when you speak like a native speaker. And for many people, speaking like a native speaker means speaking fast, 
not think not thinking twice before you want to say something and demonstrating a rich vocabulary the answers are all kind of the same but at the same time they're different when I when people tell me fluency means speaking fast I ask them how fast is fast how fast exactly is fast when they tell me I need to know more words to be more fluent I ask them how many words exactly is enough to be fluent when people tell me I want to speak like a native speaker, I ask them, how will you gauge your performance? How will you measure that right now you're speaking like a native speaker? Is there an opportunity to measure it? Fluency has always been defined as something almost mysterious, as something that is further away, as something that you need to strive to achieve. But as, as freedom and ease of expressing yourself. But I think non-native speakers don't have the idea of measuring fluency. And I don't see this idea. I haven't seen this idea anywhere in the academic world. If we see uh, how language is being taught in language schools, schools, higher educational institutions, and I have been... Um, you know, I have an, a teacher's degree and I've been in the world of education for over 12 years. I have never seen anyone measuring fluency or, you know, making people take a fluency exam. There is no clear definition in the academic world. And I mostly work with people in business. Honestly, they don't really care about the academic grades. They care about the performance in business and I share their philosophy as well because this is the reason why I... Um, invest my time in mastering a language is because it opens up so many opportunities for business and to me this is equivalent to opportunities of self-development and discovering myself and I tell them fluency can be measured moreover fluency should be measured if you have no idea how to call whatever you're looking for, whatever you're going for, how will you know that you have arrived there? There is no way, absolutely. If you cannot define it, you don't know where you're going. If you can define it, if you can measure your results, you get the result. A lot of non-native speakers spend years doing a lot of irrelevant, unnecessary tasks, um, swimming in the illusion of working on mastering their language skills. For example, a lot of people watch TV shows without subtitles, thinking that they're practicing their listening skills. Uh, but in fact, they're not moving very far. A lot of people pronounce the same words incorrectly year after year, and they're not making any progress with this. Or some people who don't have an opportunity to practice English in their home country comfort themselves with a thought that whenever they meet a native speaker, whenever they travel outside of their home country and they meet someone who speaks English, they need three days to switch their brain to the English-speaking mode. And they like the idea and they like the feeling that, oh, three days and I can switch into this mode and I, can, and I think I start thinking in English. So that's a good sign. It means I haven't forgotten everything. And that gives them comfort and some sense of progress. But in fact, it's a plateau. In fact, this is another important skill that the academic world is not really helping people to develop 
which is switching from one language to another. It shouldn't take three days. It should happen instantaneously. How do you switch from speaking English to speaking Russian or speaking German or speaking Arabic? It should happen in seconds. And a lot of non-native speakers are convinced that it should take a while. I hear this so many times. Oh, wait, wait a second. I've had a day of meetings in English. I need some time to switch back to German or to English or to Russian or to whatever your first language is. It shouldn't be this way. And that's another, I would say, sub-criteria of fluency. But coming back to the most important ones, how do I measure fluency? I offer non-native speakers a system of measuring their fluency so that they can keep track of their progress and so that they can understand where are they going. I measure fluency in two dimensions and I have four criteria. The two dimensions are to speak and to understand. For a lot of people, surprisingly, fluency means only one side of the story. It means to speak without an accent, to speak fast, and to speak demonstrating a wide range of vocabulary. But fluency also means to understand what other people tell me. To understand exactly what other people tell me without second-guessing. To hear every word that people tell me. To understand and to understand fast. This two dimensions are important, both of them. Therefore, the four criteria I was talking about are, number one, I hear exactly what people tell me. I hear every word people tell me. Criteria number two, I understand what people tell me. And these are different things. Hearing and understanding are different things. I'm going to talk about this in a minute. Number three, I can clearly formulate my ideas in the English language without losing the meaning of what I want to say. And criteria number four is I speak English. Not the version of English that my English teacher understands, mm -hmm. but I speak English, like a native speaker. And this can be measured as well. In this podcast, I'm going to talk about the first two, and I'm going to give you two exercises to measure how much you can hear and how much you can understand. And I'm going to cover the next two in the next blog post and in the next podcast. So what is the difference between hearing and understanding? I see that people confuse the two definitions very often. When I hear, it means I physically hear every word that people tell me. It's funny that a lot of non-native speakers measure their ability to hear in very in a very weird way. They tell me, oh, Natalia, I watch um, TV shows and, and movies without subtitles and I understand about 80%. Or I understand about 70%. Oh, that movie was quite easy. I think I understand 90%. Or that movie was so difficult. I understood about 50% of what they said. And I ask them every time, how do you know that it's 80% or 70% or 65%? How can you measure if you don't know what is 100%? Right? In order to, if I want to calculate how many Japanese restaurants are there in Moscow? I can give you an approximate answer. That would be incorrect. I first need to know how many restaurants there are in Moscow totally, altogether. Then I need to know the exact number of the Japanese restaurants in Moscow. When I know the number of all the restaurants, that would be 100%. When I know what 100% is, 
And when I know the number of the Japanese restaurants, then I can tell you the percentage, right? And a lot of people do not know what is 100%, so instead of making exact calculations so that you can actually go somewhere from there, they make assumptions. And that doesn't lead them very far. It's pure math, and it's very simple. So you can calculate the exact percentage of how much you can hear in the English language. Unfortunately, a lot, a lot of non-native speakers are being told very often that it's enough to understand the main idea. So listen to whatever, like to the piece of the recording, listen to it and tell me what's the main idea. How did you understand the main idea? And people can hear half of it. People can hear some of it. People can mishear some words. And instead of listening again, instead of focusing on every word that a person actually said, they start assuming the main idea based on some words that they have heard. And in so many cases, the main idea is incorrect because they miss the details. And in business, this, this is absolutely unacceptable in business. When I have a sales meeting with a client, when I have meetings with my partners and with my colleagues, it's not enough for me to understand the main idea or to understand roughly what a person told me. I want to hear every little detail. I want to understand every nuance, especially if we're talking about the details of the agreement. It's not enough to understand something or some of it. I need to understand everything, every single word. And very often, especially in English, you might know all the words separately, but when the words you already know are combined in weird word combinations, the meaning changes completely. And if you don't understand the meaning of a phrase com comprised of the words that you, that you seem to know, then you're, you're lost again. And you need to constantly train that skill. Hearing every word is crucial that it's not enough and we and this is why I separate hearing and understanding but first let's talk about hearing how can you calculate how much you actually hear I'm gonna give you a very simple exercise and if you speak Russian there is a blog post where you can read the exercise and the blog post is in Russian step by step so what you need to do is you need to take um, a small piece of a podcast or a video when I say small it has to be from 20 to 40 seconds long only less than a minute 40 seconds max 20 to 40 seconds you make sure that there are subtitles to the video or to the podcast many podcasts have show notes and there is a transcription you make sure there are subtitles but what you do is you press play and you listen to this piece of video or a podcast without the subtitles one time as if a person told you something, right, for 20 seconds. So you listen to it one time, and you, and, and you ask yourself very honestly, did you understand the main idea of what was said? If you think you understand, write down the main idea, the way you understood it. Write it down, and make sure that when you write it down, it's, it's two sentences max. Don't write a page. The main idea should be one sentence, but it's okay if it's two sentences. This is step number one. Step number two, you press play again and you watch or listen to the same piece without subtitles again and you press pause every two to five seconds, depending on the sentence and depending on the phrase that's coming up. So you press play and you pause 
after each two or five seconds. And you listen carefully to what they said during those two or five seconds and you write down exactly what they heard. Then if necessary, if you couldn't understand what they said in those five seconds, you rewind and you play those five seconds again as many times as necessary until you can hear every single word they said and until you're able to write it down. If you hear gibberish, if you absolutely do not understand what people are saying, write down gibberish. Write down whatever you hear. And you do this with the entire 40-second piece or 30-second piece. You press play and you press pause every five seconds until you transcribe the entire piece. So basically, you're creating your own subtitles. After you're done doing that, what you need to do is you need to press play again and this time turn the subtitles on and you compare the original subtitles to your subtitles, to the subtitles that you have created. You correct the things that you couldn't hear or that you heard incorrectly. And you come back to the words that sounded like gibberish or that sounded like, you know, they don't make any sense. And you listen to those words specifically, maybe words, maybe word combinations. You listen to them specifically as many times as you need to until you hear the word written down in the subtitles, until you actually hear it. It's a very important step that many people miss, or skip, I would say. Don't skip it. Then, what you do, we start measuring. You count the number of all words in the subtitles. This is your 100%. Because if you want to learn how many words you can hear, how much you actually hear, you need to know what is 100%. 100% is the amount of all words in this excerpt, in this piece. You count them, then you go back to your own notes and you look at and, and you count the words that you didn't hear correctly. And then you deduct the words that you didn't hear correctly from the number of words in this piece. For example, the piece has 89 words altogether. That's 100%. You didn't hear correctly 16 words. For example, instead of they, you heard there. Or instead of on their own, you heard and one. You know, that happens. So you, you misheard 16 words. 89 minus 16 is 73. If 89 words is 100% and you heard 73 words, 73 words is 82%. So that's a very accurate result of how much you heard in this piece. You heard 82% for example. You need to check the meaning of the words that you don't understand in this piece, if there are some words like this. Because very, very often I see that, and I do this exercise very often with people, I see that people know the words, but they do not hear them. And this is, what it, this is exactly what we need to work with. If, you, if there are words you don't understand, go check them out. And now come back to the sentence that you wrote down in the very beginning after step one. Remember, you wrote down the meaning of the piece the way you understand it. Now look at this sentence once again and compare it to the meaning you would define right now. Right now, when you have heard every single word and you understand every single word, would the meaning of the piece of video or a podcast change? Or would it be the same? And you can make your own conclusions. You need to do this exercise several times with several videos and different podcasts in order to understand what's your average 
a result because you know there are m some of the videos and some of the audio files will be quite easy to understand and some of them will be quite difficult for example if you're listening to the um, to the text for elementary students you will understand 100% of everything they say if you're listening to the NASA research you might understand maybe 45% of what they're saying but it's important to understand here that if you're listening to the NASA report you can hear words like combustor or hypersonic. You hear them, but you don't really understand what these words mean. A very important criterion of hearing is this. If you hear a word, you can repeat it and you can write it down. If you cannot repeat it, it means you don't hear. If you can repeat it, but you repeat something different, <laughs> you cannot hear it. If you can repeat it, but you do not understand what you just said, it means you don't understand the word. This is why it's so important to differentiate what you hear and what you understand. It's important to hear, but it's often not enough to be fluent. You also can measure exactly how much you understand, and you need to do this regularly. It's quite easy to do if you have, if you have done the first exercise uh, a number of times, it's quite simple. In order to, to check if you understood correctly you, and you're having a conversation with the person, you simply ask the person if you understood correctly. But in order to do this, you need to formulate your idea in a very concise and powerful way. Give it back to a person and check your own understanding. If you misunderstood something, a person will always correct you and help you understand them better. But very often we have situations when we don't have a person next to us and we need to check if we understand the meaning of what is being said in the video or we're maybe watching the recording of a call and we need to understand if we hear the meaning correctly. So how do you do that? You go back to the first exercise, right? You do the first exercise exactly like you did it before, but this time you look at the words you don't know again you make sure that you understand every word and if you understand every word and the words are in the words stand together and they form very strange combinations and you're not sure what they mean go check maybe it's an idiom maybe it's a specific um, collocation that you need to learn make sure you understand everything every word and word combination and then Again, go back to your initial sentence. How did you understand the meaning of the of the text or of the video in the beginning? And after you have understood everything, ask yourself, do you understand it the same way now? Or would you formulate it differently? Formulate the meaning, the main idea of the video, again, after you have completed the exercise. And compare the two versions. If you see that the meaning, the true meaning of this video or this piece of the audio hasn't been distorted, then you're doing a good job. How do you measure fluency? You make sure that you have 0% of distortion. That means there is no drastic difference between the way you understood the text the first time you heard it and when you actually heard and understood every single word in this text. When people speak to you, you know, they don't really prepare to say something to you. They just say it most of the time in a spontaneous conversation. And when you hear something and you understand something within seconds, something 
you don't really understand. You assume something based on what you heard. And if what you assumed is different from what a person really meant to say, then the percentage the percentage of distortion is higher and that means you need to work more on your fluency. Always check how different are the statements that you have written down in the beginning and after you have heard and understood every single word in the text that you're working with. 0% of distortion is a criteria of fluency. This is where you want to go. I also recommend that you do this exercise several times with several different videos and audio files to understand what's your average result. Because some videos are harder than the other ones. You can be asking, you know, why do I probably need to do those exercises and why do I need to listen 50 times to the same piece of audio file or video file if the skill that I really need is being able to understand people spontaneously right now at this very second. And when I have conversations with people, I don't really have the time to ask them to repeat the same thing 50 times until I get it. Yes, I hear your concern, but you need to train your ear. You need to learn to understand how words can be pronounced, how different people with different accents, with different cultural backgrounds pronounce the same words in the English language because ultimately the language consists of all in the same words and there are so many words that are used quite often uh, repeti repetitively in the language and you might be used to hearing one person pronounce words in one fashion but then comes a person from the south of England or from the north of England or someone from Texas or someone from Australia and they start pronouncing the same words and you suddenly can't understand them. You need to train your ear and when you learn to hear and understand specific words, all kinds of words and word combinations in different contexts, then you will no longer need subtitles. Yes, in the beginning, you might need to listen to the same piece 50 times. Then you go down to 35, then to 10, then to 2. And then you're able to understand everything that people tell you in spontaneous conversations, instantaneously, immediately. And this is where you will see the value of this exercises. Language consists of all the same words and people use pretty much the same words. They always sound unexpected. We can never prepare ourselves to what people are going to tell us. Uh, and I think it's a stupid idea to learn to expect something that's coming. You can never expect, because you can never expect certain things to be said, well, unless in specific business situations. This is life, and we can never be fully prepared for that. But we need to, in order to go towards fluency, we need to understand what this is. When you, when you do business in a second language, what matters to many people I speak with is uncompromising fluency. It means the absolute freedom of expressing yourself, your ideas, your personality, and being able to understand people fast, to understand them correctly, to be able to interact, to be able to build relationships. And you need fluency, not just for the sake of fluency. Fluency really helps to establish relationships, to ease communication at the workplace, and to establish trust with people, not only at work, just with people who speak a different language. 
This is why being able to express yourself and to understand others is so important. And in order to understand others, you first of all need to hear them. We're going to speak about the next two criteria. How do you formulate your ideas correctly and how do you measure uh, your ability to speak like a native speaker? Uh, Do you really speak the English language or is it your version of English? We're going to speak about it in the next part of this podcast. And for now, you can enjoy the blog. If you read Russian, you can do the exercise inside a blog. It's in English. So any language you speak, if you're learning English, if you understand English, you can try the exercise that I put a number of videos for you together. And I'll see you around.